We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to the Esports Biz Show. I'm your host, Justin Jacobson. This week we'll be discussing esports entrepreneurs. Just as a disclaimer, nothing here is intended as legal advice, as all of the information is for educational purposes only. This week's guest is Dr. Drew Schwartz. Dr. Drew is a chiropractor in Cleveland working in the gaming and esports sector as a medical provider. He attended Logan College of Chiropractic in St. Louis. We earned his doctorate. Dr. Drew is also the owner of For the Wellness, a blogging consulting company focused on wellness and ergonomics in esports and gaming. In this capacity, he has worked with numerous companies and esports organizations, including HyperS, Games, the Cavs Legion Gaming, and various collegiate esports team in Ohio. Thanks for joining us. Hey, what's up? How you doing? My pleasure. Thanks for coming. So, you know, to briefly introduce, you know, esports entrepreneurs. There's been a variety of professionals that have created ancillary businesses related to the esports and gaming world. These include PR and marketing agencies, law firms, CPAs, financial advisors, and even dad and analytics company. Also, in response to the rapid burnout and other physical ailments associated with gaming and esports, some traditional medical practitioners, including chiropractors, physical therapists, and other doctors, are starting to focus on esports and assisting competitive gamers in fighting certain ailments, as well as in st- strength training and developing fitness regimens to help a gamer excel and sustain for longer periods of time. Now we know a bit about the evolving esports world. Tell us about your past esports and gaming experience. Well, yeah, my name is Dr. Schwartz. Uh, I run a blog called For the Wellness Blog, and um yeah, thanks for having me on, Justin. It is good to talk again. I know we've been talking for the past couple of weeks, so it's been it's been a good time. Um, but yeah, so my past experience has been uh, kind of like two sides. It's been you know working with companies and doing a consulting 
um, with companies that are in esports and want to get you know aware to wellness or wellness and health companies that want to get into esports. So like I said, I've worked with um, Hayworth, Hyperice, um, and Secret Labs as well, um, kind of on the consulting aspect. And then for the medical provider, I've worked with a, a ton of high-level players, most notably in League of Legends. And then I've worked with Cad, Cavs Legion for the past two seasons. Um, and looking to work with those guys again this season, which will be be really exciting to kind of implement some of the stuff I've been working on. And then I've worked some in the collegiate scene around here in the Cleveland area, which is actually pretty robust. So I've worked with like Cleveland State. I've worked with um, Akron for a little bit back in 2018, or maybe it's 19. I can't remember. Uh, I'm really bad about that. Um, but uh, yeah, and just some collegiate teams and some high level players, and then worked with some coaching platforms as well. Um, doing some Q&A and just kind of, you know, answering questions that they might have. Um, also worked with some really prominent League of Legends players that I can't say, which is frustrating, but they're really, really prominent, which is which is really exciting to always, always have in your back pocket to know you worked with some very elite people. So that's kind of my background in the, like a twofold background for me. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's important to have this, you know, clientele and be able to show like they're competing at the highest level and, you know, clearly what you're doing is helping or else, you know, they wouldn't be dealing with you. Yeah. If I was, if I was trash, they're probably gonna be like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So tell us about forming for the wellness, you know, what is it and what was kind of your initial vision? Yeah. So for the wellness, so it's a plan where it's playing the gaming lingo, uh, FTW for the win. So I was like, well, I want to put I want to make it so it has like a gaming because that is I've been gaming since N64 constantly, whether it's Halo or Call or Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops, stuff like that, and now playing a ton now. Um, so I wanted to gamify, but I also wanted to have that wellness aspect. And I was like, hey, FTW. So it came to me in like an epiphany driving in my car one day to work. I was like, that's it. <laughs> that's the one. So, um, so that's for the wellness. I started it in like spring, summer 2018. And I was looking in the space and I was like, you know, there's not a lot. And even, you know, me growing up and being a gamer, there was like no health and wellness and like information whatsoever. You know, it's it's Red Bull, Mountain Dew, Totino's, Doritos, like all that stuff. Um, and so yeah, I said, if you're you know, drinking water, it would be weird. Yeah. You're like, this cat. No, I need some soda. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't you drinking Surge right now or something? <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I said, you know. I looked in the space. It's like, eh, there's some information there, but I don't find it digestible. And I wanted to, you know, put my own spin on it and make it enjoyable to learn and make it digestible and make it engaging. So people actually want to look at it and not just read scientific articles and um, talk kind of like not down to people, but talk from a, like an elevated level. Right. So that was one reason. I think the other big reason for me too was it was a selfish reason that I felt like, I, you know, I'd been in practice for, Oh gosh, probably like six years, five, six years. And I was like, I just felt like my learning was really stagnant. So I was like, you know, I, I got to do some learning on my own. I, I got to up my game here. I, I want to get better and I want to learn about things that, you know, I don't really know about right now. I want to get out of that comfort zone. I want to push myself to grow a little bit. And so I wanted to get into ergonomics. I wanted to get into, you know, just body positioning and, and upping my exercise, you know, knowledge, like everything under the sun, I wanted to just kind of up it. And I think you know that too. Like when you push yourself out of that comfort zone, that's when you like, that's when you grow. Like that's when you really see like, wow, I can do so much more than like me just beating my rut and doing my day to day, which you probably know 
like when you did the Ford mile thing, you probably were the same thing, right? Like you're like, all right, this is pushing me more than, than I, than I was thinking about going outside of my comfort zone, but it's, it's made me such a better, you know, X. So like a better chiropractor, better attorney, like whatever. Right. Have you, did you know that's that too when you started? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's one of those things where, you know, you like you said, you know, doing stuff for five, six years, almost a decade when you come to me and, you know, now you have a new approach and you're talking about different things, you know, working from a different angle, but it's also really enriching everything and complementing whatever you're doing. So it's a natural fit. You know, you're already advising people on how to fix certain things with their posture and their neck and their back and these things that, Let's be real. All of us sit at a computer and stare at a screen all day. You know, like that's the generation that we are, where we sat in class, we sat in the library, we sat in our dorms, we sit now looking at a screen. And, you know, it definitely has effects on a lot of people. And, you know, it's interesting that you're trying to bridge this knowledge and present it in, like you said, an easy, an easy to digest format because that's the most important thing. Like you can have all this knowledge, but if you can't share it and you can't present it in a way that the general mass and the people that it's really intended for can understand it. What's the use of it? Yeah. Like no one's going to want to engage in it. No one, if you don't make it fun or make it like even remotely enjoyable, like no one's going to, you know, people's attention spans are getting constantly pulled in 50 different directions constantly. Right. So if you can't hold that, you know, you're not going to get the views, the likes, the, you know, open the doors that you am I able to have opened. If you can't get engaged in people are just like, dude, this guy is just like throwing studies at me. Like I can't do this, like make it enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, you know, definitely the approach to it. So what's it kind of like working with a patient? Like, you know, how did your practice grow and, you know, what are some of the keys to success you're finding? Yeah. So what typically when I, you know, when I see a patient or a gamer or whatever, I always try to look at it from a whole picture standpoint, right? I want to look at it from, you know, multiple different categories. That's kind of what I developed when I, you know, last fall I developed this uh, concept called performance matrix, where it looks at, you know, six different categories, not only which each one of those silos are and how they affect your performance at your desk or gaming, but how each one of those affects each one of the other ones. So like looking at sleep, you know, how, how is having the blue light in my phone affecting my sleep? Right. But then again, like how is me having quality sleep affect my exercise in the morning? Like if I'm getting going to bed early and I am getting a good night's sleep, I want to get up in the morning and exercise. When I get up in the morning and exercise, I feel better throughout the day. I have more energy and I'm also expending that energy. So I'm tired at night. Right. Or when you look at sleep and you look like your mental performance, like if you get a bad night's sleep, like your mental shot in the morning, no matter how many cups of coffee you pound or any, anything like that, like you're kind of like playing catch up constantly. So it's looking at all those, like the whole picture and how each one of those are interacting with one another for performance and, you know, bettering yourself if you're doing working on a slide deck or if you're like trying to go pro in league of legends or get challenger or trying to you know build we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Stream stuff like that. Like if you're, you know, don't have high energy on stream, people really don't want to watch you unless you're just insane and you have like human aimbot, like no one's going to want to watch you, you know? So if you're not, you know, getting quality sleep or exercising or getting proper feeling or just, you know, pounding Red Bulls and energy drinks constantly, that catches up with you and you might not feel it, you know, in your teens, but you start getting to your twenties, you're going to start feeling it more and more and more unless you're taking care of your body physically and mentally. So it sets you apart and it, it gives the player, the streamer, or the worker an edge on the comp. And that's what everyone strives for, I think. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Absolutely. So what other kind of things factor in, you know, that you kind of look at when you're evaluating a potential patient? So I think the game plays a key factor and the platform. So different games obviously require different movements and different, you know, inputs like League of Legends, mouse and keyboard, right? But even so, like playing Fortnite, there's a lot of PC uh, FPS players, like they are moving their mouse significantly more than a League of Legends player, but a League of Legends player is clicking way more than uh, an FPS shooter. So they're going to have different injuries than someone that plays Warzone on PC. And then a controller player that plays Warzone is also going to have different ailments, most likely than a mouse player that plays Warzone. So it's I think it's really game dependent, it's person dependent, and it's platform dependent. And you have to look at all those. Um, because that's what's going to factor. So you can have um, like a lot of tendonitis issues in the hand and wrist. You can have a lot of trigger points in the thumb that I am currently working with a player right now that has significant trigger points in the thumb and like really tight spasms in that area. So they can't, they can barely hold the mouse before it starts hurting. Um, you can get like carpal tunnel like syndromes, uh, symptoms, which 
I think a lot of people think like you get numbness and tingling, it has to be carpal tunnel and that's it. But a, a lot of times what it is, is just a, a ton of inflammation and they're kind of acting like that um, and irritation in that space. And so you, you have to look at everything, but you also have to look at like ergonomics too. So there, I mean, like there's a ton of different factors that play into it. And if you're just looking at, all right, thumb pain, uh, I'm going to treat it like I treat um, someone that just types at their desk all day. You can't do that. Like you're doing a disservice to the patient or the player if you're looking at it like that. Absolutely. And, you know, some of the other things, you know, like the atmosphere and, you know, lighting and, you know, what other kind of like factors that maybe people don't necessarily come to mind, but really play a factor in, you know, performance of a player. Yeah. So I did a series uh, last summer, actually. That seems so long ago. Holy crap. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I did one last summer and it was looking at, you know, it was called elemental ergonomics and it's looking at, all these other different factors that most people don't think about, but play a huge factor in performance that have been shown scientifically that this plays a role in either cognitive function, decision-making, focus, um, fatigue, kind of everything under the sun. So I got to work with some cool companies there. Like uh, I did a collaboration with Dyson. So we looked at lighting and ventilation and, you know, you know, for instance, like ventilation, if you're not, you know, breathing quality air or, you know, it, you're not getting ventilation or you're looking at ambient temperature and it's really hot in there or it's really cold in there. That plays a factor in your performance, whether it's finger lag or if it's um, you're just sweating a ton and just uncomfortable and then you tilt easier. Um, or, you you know, it's like there's so many different factors that play into it, you know, looking at lighting and how you sleep and there's sleep and rest cycle. Like there's so many different things that go into that and, and people just don't know. So that's on my site. You can like look at it. You can search elemental ergonomics and it breaks it down like lighting, heating, ambient temperature, um, fueling, how pain plays a factor in your performance. I mean, there's, it covers everything, which is, it's crazy that people are doing some studies on this stuff, but it, it plays a huge, a huge factor in a lot of stuff. Absolutely. I mean, I think something that was, you know, I noticed that was unique and you had mentioned was about, you know, circulation and how like you need fresh oxygen circulating because you're just kind of breathing in the same stuff that you're exhaling. And I never thought about that. And I was like, wow, like it's the same thing with like plants. Like you need to kind of have this, you know, photosynthesis going on. Yeah. I mean, just think about it. Like if you're, if, if you've been in a, in a room for a long time and you open up a window and fresh air comes in, you kind of lightens your mood, right? You kind of get some clarity and it might not seem like a lot, but subconsciously it, it matters a ton. Um, and it's same thing, you know, now with COVID and viruses and stuff like that, like having a, an air purifier and having something like that in your workspace is critical even more so, you know, with something as crazy as COVID going on right now. Interesting. So what kind of services have you been providing for like, you know, Cavs Legion? So, you know, typically when I, um, typically when I go into, you know, uh, like a team or anything like that, we're looking at, um, first of all, we're doing, you know, some initial screenings and kind of being like, all right, where are you guys deficient? And then also, you know, being really in tune with the player too and be like, all right, what do you want to improve on inside the game, outside the game? Because those are two different factors and meeting their goals, I think is critical twofold because one you want to make them feel better but two you also want to like show that you're paying attention to them and listening to them and that's really big with patience too is that you know you want to each individual player wants to improve on different things and you need to be listening to each person because if they feel like they connect to you and you're actually listening to them 
that's going to increase the compliance with what you suggest to them too. So, um, so you know, looking at that is crucial. But then we're looking at ergonomics and what their setup is like, and we're looking at um, doing therapeutic exercise, doing a lot of manual therapy, you know, muscle work, and, and working on those trigger points. And then obviously chiropractic, like putting some adjustments in there and putting some manipulation in there, um, doing some kinesio taping, um, and trying to get a routine. But with all that, you know, I, the, the big, the big, big thing is small steps. Like if I just dump all this stuff on a player, like they're not going to follow through. Um, so it's taking individual steps and, and kind of working out a, a program that works. So some of the players that I've worked with now that uh, hasn't been Cavs Legion yet because those guys don't come back until like, like April. Uh, but some of the League of Legends players I worked with, it was like a my performance matrix stuff is like a eight like an eight ten week process, and every every week or two weeks we do a check in say like all right how are we working on the others the stuff we we said we we're going to work on. How has that progressed? Good. Okay. Then let's move on into that individual category. Let's say sleep and let's up it and see if we can do some smaller changes from that. And it just kind of slowly progresses in each category from exercise, sleep, mental, self-education, um, and feeling like uh, hydration and nutrition. So it's small, small increments are going to have the lasting effects. Exactly, kind of like reprogramming your approach and kind of having just a new approach. Okay, I'm going to be drinking healthy and I'm going to have this schedule. I'm going to wake up at this time and I'm going to stretch and do a workout and have a you know light breakfast. And you know having this routine will benefit your performance because you'll be able to understand what you need to do to be at your optimal condition in order to perform at your best. Yeah, and I, th- you know, I think. If, if someone, like I said, if you're doing those baby steps and working on that, you're going to notice a difference. And yeah, you know, some of it is going to be, you know, within the few days after you started, some is going to take, some of those changes are going to take a little bit longer, but either way, you'll notice a difference and you'll, you'll just, you'll feel better. And like when you feel better, you're going to play better. You have a clear head. Everything just works better when you actually treat your body, not like a dumpster fire and actually look at it from, you know, a perspective of, all right, I got to really take care of my body and my mind because this is my profession. So this is what I got to do. So. Absolutely. So, you know, what are some benefits that a gamer can receive from somebody like you? So for me, you know, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be the guy coaching you in games. So I think a lot of, a lot of gamers off the rip are just going to say something along the lines of like, well, if, if you can't get me, you know, teach me how to uh, aim better or teach me how to do X in this game better than, you know, what is really the point? And I always, I come, I come at the angle and just out of the angle and just say, you know, you've gotten this far, it's an elite level, but you've gotten there not caring at all about if you're doing regular exercise, if you're looking at your ergonomics, you know, how your mental, your mental health is, how your, pain level and ignoring your pain so just think if you actually put a little bit of effort behind that just think what a bigger edge you could get you know trying to go pro or trying to get signed with the team or doing more streaming you know this this these little things add up and they can give you that edge because you know it's the stuff that you're not doing is what's going to give you that edge in the competition. It's not like you grinding another hour or two hours in a game is going to miraculously get you better, right? If you look at it from a 
more constructive standpoint and say, all right, well, you know, I can work on do some exercise while I watch a VOD on YouTube to learn how to lane better or learn how to um, control the map better. And I can also work on getting some sleep and, and doing things that that's going to give you that 1%, 2% edge. When you're at that elite level, that little bit gives you that edge. And that's what's going to get you more money, sign up the team, you know, whatever your goal is, it will get you there. So that's my approach. And that's how I kind of, when I'm, and I play a ton of games too, which I think, you know, doesn't, isn't the end all be all, but it definitely gives me a relatability to the player too, to say like, look, I play these games. Granted, I am not <laughs> nearly as good as you, but I think that, you know, I know what you're talking about when you say that I think the DMR in Warzone right now is just insane. Like it needs to be nerfed. I get that. Right. So having that communication and when you can communicate with someone, they relate to you better and that will increase, you know, trust, confidence and compliance. So. Absolutely. I mean, I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, I think something that you had you know pointed out earlier about, you know, whether you're playing on a console or a PC or a mobile and kind of how these different platforms influence the injuries and the things you need to do to kind of combat some of the ailments that might impact your performance, you know, and kind of building on that, something that I've kind of noticed in my conversation with professional athletes and some of these high level NFL players is that the difference between, you know, the all pros and these top players and everyone else is these details is, you know, finding whatever that edge, whether it's watching more film, studying the tendencies and, you know, how different players react and how their body language is and, you know, how they position their feet and, you know, are they even, are there is one foot in front of the other, like they're about to run and, you know, learning people's different tells by just studying and finding any edge and, I think what you notice with the professional athletes is you have people that sleep in hyperbolic chambers and, you know, you have all these insane keto and vegan and the Tom Brady, you know, way or whatever it is. There's just so many different things that the professional world is already embracing and using to try to find this edge. It only makes sense that it's coming to, you know, the digital battlefield, as they say. Yeah. And I think, you know, looking you know especially in team-based sports like if you look at valorant like you can watch other team other teams vod right and you can also be doing hand stretches you can be doing hand strengthening work you can be doing um some really simple uh workout or you can be riding like on a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> having an apple doesn't that sound enjoyable right so like doing stuff like that while you're watching a vod like that's killing two birds one stone so I think you know it doesn't have to be where you need to be in an isolated room meditating for 10 hours and doing yoga. Like, no, you can be doing different things to, to help you perform better and feel better while you're doing something that you love. Like you're going to watch a VOD anyway, so you might as well do some hand strengthening exercises to build up endurance in the tissue so your hands don't cramp, right? So there's, there's you can you can do, you know, multiple things at once. So it doesn't have to be like ridiculously boring when you first start out. Absolutely. So do you think more medical professionals will you know, start fo focusing and working on the esports and gaming space? Yeah, I mean, I think I think they definitely should. I think it, it's needed in the sector right now. I mean, there's there's a ton of, you know, there's a couple of chiros, there's a there's a bunch of PTs, there's like one or two MDs doing it right now. So, you know, there's definitely room for literally every single people. And, and I never subscribe to the idea that you know, everyone is competition and you try and push everyone out and, you know, downgrade someone else's, you know, work or anything like that, because, you know, there has been some of that in the space. And it's just like, 
there's so much opportunity for everybody. And there's so many, you know, there's a new org getting announced every day, I feel like, you know, so there's so much room for growth. There's already so much room for people, regardless of the players that are already in it and the orgs that are already in it. So I definitely think that more and more medical providers will come into the space and you'll see that more and you'll see more, you know, in the next couple of years, you'll see these big orgs having full medical staff and looking to have like a, like a PT, a Cairo mental health specialist, a nutritionalist, um, you know, looking at having a full team, just like, you know, the Minnesota Vikings might have shout out to my Vikings. Um, but you know, you know, that's going to happen. It will happen because, you know, this is a huge business and the org should know that this is obviously knows that you have to treat this. It's not fun and game. Like it's, it is, but this is a business now. Like there's a ton of investment dollars going into here um, and venture capital going here and they want to see results and that you, you need to treat this like a business. So a player wants to go to an org that actually, you know, like gives a shit about them, right? Like cares, like, Hey, I care about your health because not only you as a person, but also like it helps me as an org make more money. You know, player retention helps build, um, a following a connection because with a fan base you know if you have players there for a long time if you look like tsm and bjergsen or you know double lift who's been was in the game for a long time like those guys are both all out so it doesn't really count but they've been in the game for a long time and they've you know that helped build brand equity and connection with fans because they see the same faces over and over again and then also like your players are just going to play better like period like a healthy player is going to play better um, than a player that's not healthy. A player that gets quality sleep at night, drinks water, and has a, a decent diet is going to play better than the dude that slept for three hours, shotgun to Red Bull, and say, let's roll. So orgs need to realize like this is a business. And to treat this like a business, you have to invest in health, and health is one of the best investments that you can make. Absolutely. So you think that, you know, every pro esports team, especially on this, you know, tier one franchise level is going to have, you know, a full medical staff the way you know every tra- traditional franchise and sports world does. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, in the next, you know, three years, I think I definitely think that three to five years, it's going to happen because the space is maturing. There's, you know, business people and outside people are now getting into it as well that enjoy gaming. It's not just like, Gamers made an org, you know, in the early days, gamers developed an right, org and they ran all the gamers. Yeah, yeah, like there's business people coming in, there's professionals coming in, which is crucial for the for the sector to grow, to thrive and continue to grow. And I think you're just going to continue to see that because oh, so people are going to be like, why are we worrying about, you know, getting the Louis Vuitton bag for these guys when we can spend, you know, 30 grand, 40 grand for six months or a year to get this health and wellness, it's going to make our players feel a hell of a lot better. So interesting. So currently are any medical schools offering, you know, program or course or really just, you know, any electives in you know, the gaming space in the U S I don't, I mean, I'm going to, I'm not going to say I know for sure. I haven't heard of any as of yet. I think there's some that are really, that are working on it um, and developing curriculum for it now. But, um, you know, I, I think it's going to happen because it's such a demand. You're going to see, like with traditional sports, just sports programs now. Well, there's now there's going to be, you know, an esports program or electives like that. And I think the students are also going to demand it too. Like, hey, I want to get into this, pro- you know, into these studies. I'm really interested in gaming, and I'm a Cairo or a PT. Like, hey, why my school? 
why can't you offer this? Because that's also going to be a draw for the school. Like if you have a program focused on esports mental health, like kids are going to want to go there because they enjoy gaming. That's what kids kids love gaming now. And you know, even at my age, like I love gaming. If there was a school that offered that, you know, that would be a huge draw for me to go there. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's kind of what the colleges are starting to really understand. And it only makes sense that, you know, law schools and medical schools and these higher you know, educational institutions will start using it. And I know I saw a recent article about chiropractors for gamers in Japan and the rise of that. So what do you think the future of medical care in esports is? I think, you know, it's going to be a continuance of, you know, trying to unlock better in-game performance and overall, you know, overall health. Um and having that a dedicated you know medical staff on a team that's going to be um i think the future and looking at it f- not from the old school standpoint of all right well now you're hurt let's see what we can do you know that's that's not good that, that's not the way to go at all like you have to do it from a proactive approach because one it's cheaper and two it's better for the players right preventative medicine is just so much better overall for players because you're not playing catch up after someone gets hurt and you know, when they get hurt, then they're out. So now you have a gap in your team for, you know, a week, two weeks. Whereas if you were doing preventative all along, it's a heck of a lot cheaper. The player doesn't miss. The player feels better. And during that time, before they're even out, they're probably not playing up to optimal performance because they are, you know, in pain. So I think looking at it from a preventative and a passive approach whether it's ergonomics, manual therapy, chiropractic work, PT, whatever you want to throw in there, looking at it from all those different aspects, that's the future. And I think the other big factor too is looking at environmental factors and not just, all right, we're going to have a, you know, if you have a land center or an arena, it's not going to be just pitch black and then just bright RGB lights, like just blaring in your eyes saying, look at me. Like that, that's not what it's going to be beneficial for a player. You have to look at it from um, approaches of ventilation and are, do they have access to clean drinking water? How is the lighting in there? Are the chairs not just racer style seat gaming chairs that are just terrible for you? Are they more ergonomic? Are they looking at it like a Herman Miller or a, a Hayworth or one of the new guys in there is Mavics? Like looking at it from that perspective and looking at it from actual ergonomic standpoint. Um, is one of the other factors too. And I think lastly is um, looking at it from a nutritional standpoint too, and looking at more players getting into it and that are health conscious. And um, I think, who is it? Uh, Valkyrie just recently signed yep, with Sweet, Green. Sweet Greens, right? So yep. that was awesome to see. I loved to see. I think I posted about that on LinkedIn or Twitter. Like that's great to see. And it's not just another like KFC getting into the mix and, you know, a KFC bowl, which God, they look so good, but they, you're just going to feel like garbage afterwards and you're going to play like garbage afterwards. Whereas if you look at it from a sweet green standpoint, you know, man, this still tastes really good. And I feel, I feel better. And I feel like I have mental clarity and, you know, with a heavy meal like that, like all that blood is going to your digestion and focused on that. And it's not, being utilized in your brain, which is, you know, crucial for decision-making and you not tilting and focus and everything under the sun. So looking at it from a tr- nutritional standpoint is really big too. Um, and then I wish apparel uh, would up their game in the space and not yeah, just Tell us a little about that. What are your thoughts on, you know, how this could evolve and what factors it might play into a, a gamer's performance? Yeah, I, th- 
I mean, I think, I don't know, like I, I see some of the, some of the stuff out there and it's just, you know, it, it's designed, like it's beautifully designed some of the stuff or logo designed, right. And aesthetically pleasing. But I think looking at it from a couple different angles, looking at it from a thermal regulation standpoint, like, Hey, can we, um, prevent excessive sweating here hey can we look at extremities and why they get so cold and why that's preventing lag in um you know keyboard and mouse controller like cold hands do not perform as well as warm hands um adding compression components um gosh what else was i thinking of like overall comfortability having you know and some some companies are do that now but having comfortability where you're looking at like hip and knee angles and shoulder and wrist angles and looking at you know those joints being able to expand and move a little more and some companies do that now like you know one of the ones is a tail like they have some cool stuff in their um like hinge joints i mean that's kind of uh like a medical term for like hip and or not hip but uh knee and elbow and looking at from ball and socket joint and and looking at like the shoulder and the hip and we're you're looking at that and you want expandability if you're sitting all day and have them have it completely optimized for sitting and gaming rather than having a just a regular like joggers or something like that and you just wear them because you're gaming you know so having them designed for the gamer is going to increase performance comfortability kind of everything under the sun and that in turn makes them play better absolutely so what's the future for for the wellness so I have been uh, doing some more video content and working on my YouTube channel, which I need to, I have to convert all my, or switch over all my videos from my old channel to my Fort Wellness channel. So doing more video format, converting, moving stuff over to my For the Wellness channel. Um, I've also been revamping old posts, so I'll be posting some of those. By the time people hear this, one will be out already, and I'm going to try and do one a week, just kind of upping my because when i first started like my writing has progressed significantly in two years um so you know my writing's incre- i've upped my writing game um adding some more studies putting in some more pictures um and doing some reformatting on my old posts so that's coming out um continuing to expand my consulting work um and working with different companies once again like health and wellness companies trying to get gaming and gaming companies trying to do more health and wellness focused projects um and i've worked i'm working on some now um i have a couple big things that are going to be hopefully announced in one will probably be in february so when this comes out it might have already been announced and another one i'm hoping is in quarter one um, and that is a project I've been working on for nine months plus. So that is really exciting to come out. So a couple of big announcements by the time this comes out and hopefully right afterwards. So that's that's kind of what I'm working on. A lot of behind the scenes stuff that's been really exciting. Awesome. So, you know, it's kind of one last question. Do you kind of see this as like a new trend of, you know, endemic brands, you know, headset, chair companies trying to have, you know, a health and wellness line or just kind of revamping their products to incorporate some of this new information? Yeah, I hope companies look at it from the standpoint of, you know, we want to get into the space. We're not just going to throw some colors on it and that's going to be called our gaming line. Like, I I really hope they look at consulting with players or experts, you know, self-plug here, right? (laughs) But, you know, if you bring in, you know, those kind of people to your company that you've already had established in quality product, it's going to be much more authentic and you're 
and that is huge. Like authenticity in the gaming scene is massive. Um, I think if if you try and come in and just say, "Hey, we're we're we love gamers and we want to get into this space," and here's our product, and people are going to be like, "All right, you did not like listen to anyone. We are not taking it seriously," and you and you know it can get shut down asap. So I th- I hope companies take the approach of, "Hey, we're going to do it." We're going to do a lot of research and put in some work and get familiar with the space and get familiar with what people want. And then we'll go into the space and not just jump into it by throwing a different color skew on something. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I really kind of like to end each episode with my three questions. Um, so what's your favorite game to watch? Um, favorite game to watch is probably still like League of Legends. For sure. I play a lot of League of Legends. And so watching League of Legends worlds and finals is awesome to watch. But lately I have been love I've been loving uh watching some Valorant too. Like Pro Valorant, I was not a big CSGO dude at all. Like I never wanted to play that, but I've started playing a little bit of Valorant and watching Valorant has been super fun. Like I have been loving watching Valorant and League of Legends right now. So those are probably so it my sounds two like games. Riot Games is doing their homework. They're doing yeah. the right things. But also, I'll take say this: like I, I like watching 2K. That's good. But as weird as it sounds, I love listening to 2K. Like love listening. to I'm with 2K. you on that one. Yeah, yeah. So when like when the Cavs are playing, like I'll watch some of it. But I love just like the the play by play and the announcers are so good on there that I will I just listen to it. Like if I'm cleaning, I'll be I'll have like Twitch playing on my phone and my blue my like a Bluetooth headset. I'll I'll be like cleaning and I'll listen to you know the the 2K game. So yeah, 2K is fun to listen to. Okay, so what about your favorite games to play? Um. I've really been getting back into my Minecraft roots as of late, which has been really fun, like building out a new world. And then I always, I love playing League of Legends. I love playing Warzone still. Um, I play dabble in some Apex and some Valorant. Um, I played Cyberpunk and got was so excited for it. And I played it and I was like, this is just terrible. I was this so disappointed. We, we understand. I was so disappointed. I was so looking forward to that game. And it's just side missions are boring main missions are just like dialogue like i'm watching a movie and, and that's awesome like i get to the artistic point but i also want to play the game you know <laughs> so it is a video game after yeah all. right um so i was really disappointed in that so i'm hoping some some new ones are coming out um i really want a good like role-playing game so i'm hoping that's coming out because it's fun to just chill listen to music and and kind of get lost in a world for a little bit absolutely so who's your favorite video game character all right. Uh, yeah. So people are gonna just despise me for this, but it definitely is a League of Legends player called Timo, who is this little. He looks like a little squirrel. Um, they're called Yordles, but basically he's just super annoying. Um, he has this like little evil, cute laugh that everyone hates. Um, he has like the best like in-game skins that are cute, but also just make everyone tilted. Um, and it he leaves these little mushrooms all over the map. And so you're, you'll randomly run into one. And if he has enough like uh, ability power AP, it'll like delete you and you could get kill you. And it's just like a random, it's a random thing that happens and people get so triggered by it. So I would definitely say like, I, I do like doing my trolling in a game and I do like kind of you know, talking shit in a game. So I definitely would say Timo's probably my favorite character. Okay, Dr. Drew. So you're, you're the troll in the community. Here. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. 
Okay. Well, you know, thank you so much for joining us. This was extremely insightful. I, I really kind of agree with your analysis here that I think more teams and the overall industry is, is going to continue down this health and wellness path. And, you know, I know in my conversations, whether it's, you know, on the educational side or even on the professional side, everyone is looking for that competitive edge or that performance edge and being able to bring in unique things like this or, you know, the way of the future. So where can everyone find you? So you can, you know, I would definitely go to www.forthewellnessblog and it's F-O-R, not the number four, um, dot com. And that has all my links to my YouTube, Twitch, um, Insta and Twitter and LinkedIn. I mainly use Twitter. I've used to love LinkedIn and lately it's just been meh. So, um, but you can search for me on LinkedIn, Drew Schwartz, and then on most of the other channels, it's FTW blog. You can find me on the Twitter. I think it's FTWB123, which is rhymey and cheesy, but yeah, that's me on Twitter too. But I'll, I'll just like for the wellness blog on anything. Awesome. So, you know, thanks again, everybody for tuning in and make sure to follow me on Twitter, Justin J E S Q and check Apple podcast for all our past episodes. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.